At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip on a Wednesday night. It's Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds, and for Matt Brown tonight, Kelly Bidlin in the fold as well. Wes, what a night to have you. Uh, TPC starts tomorrow, golf's de facto fifth major, a whole bunch of college basketball, including one automatic bid determined. In the Colgate-Navy game, that's coming up in a little bit. And one team whose bubble might burst right now. Yeah, we got a bubble bursting perhaps happening right here in Madison Square Garden. It is the 9-8 versus eight game. It is Butler against Xavier. The team in question about the bubble bursting is the Xavier Musketeers, who, look, they've struggled down the stretch. They got a win over Georgetown in the season finale, but that's a Georgetown team that went 0-19 in the Big East. So it's like, if you don't win that, you just go home. Don't even go to the Big East tournament if you can't beat Georgetown. But nevertheless, Butler going to head to the line 17 or 77 72, about a minute 30 left to go. Xavier's resume, 18 and 12. Everybody kind of has them, depending on what bracketologist, whether it's Lenardi at ESPN or Mike DeCourcy at Fox or Jerry Palm, CBS, et cetera, et cetera, has Xavier as one of them last four in. They might be one of the first four out if they cannot come back against Butler. Xavier, very bad at the foul line down the stretch, and that's what led Butler to go ahead and drag this into overtime. And one other story uh, doesn't pertain to a game that's still on tonight's card, but it was kind of the big story of the afternoon. If you were watching, 
watching the first game this morning in the ACC tournament at the Barclays Center. Yeah. Syracuse all over Florida State, but that was not the story. The story was uh, Buddy Beheim throwing a little punch to a defender's stomach, and uh, obviously his father kind of justified it, said, well, he got shoved a couple times, so it was justified. Well, the Atlantic Coast Conference did not think so, and they have suspended him for one game, so he will miss tomorrow morning's game against the Duke Blue Devils. I personally feel they should have to they should have to forfeit the game and Florida State advance. Is, <laughs> is how I feel. Buddy Buddy Beheim was remorseful after the game. Yes, he was. Said he shouldn't have done it. He apologized profusely, but still one game. Goodbye. And and it is against uh, the Duke Blue Devils, the number one seed, the regular season champion in the ACC tournament. Of course, Coach K and Jim Beheim, a long relationship. They coached together on the Olympic team. Beheim was one of Coach K's assistants. So, uh, look, that's taking, obviously, a really good offensive player, your best offensive player for the Syracuse Orange. So this team already was going to be hurting against Duke and going to be hurting even more so tomorrow. We'll get an updated line later in the program. So, Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave will join us in just a bit to talk college hoops. See if he has some uh, thoughts. I'm sure he does on multiple games. You've got a bunch of pre-flop bets today in college basketball. I do. Uh, one of them, uh, we're going to take a shot in the first half, and this is Clemson against Virginia Tech. About to tip the third game of the day here in the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech is one of those bubble teams. Uh, you know, last four out or next four out, whatever you want to say, they probably at least got to not only win this game, but the next game. But I took Clemson in the first half plus three because this is something I like to do, Gil, and I don't do it every single game because I think you got to handicap every game individually. But when a team plays the day before against a team that has a bye, I often think that the team that plays the day before has the advantage because they've been through this where it's like, okay, if we lose fellas, we're out, you know, our season's over or we're not going to go to the NCAA tournament or we're at least at the bare minimum eliminated from the conference tournament. So Clemson went through that yesterday and they got a win last night, Virginia tech, all the pressure is on them because they know that they are very close to the bubble right now in the NCAA tournament. So that's kind of a theory. I played on a couple games tonight. I did the same thing with Louisville getting three and a half against Virginia. Virginia. Virginia is another one of those teams very much on the bubble and probably even on the outside looking in right now. All right. I've, uh, I've, I've stalled as long as I can, Kelly, but it's time to spill the beans on the news of the day. Not really spill the beans. Everybody knows what happened today, but I got a reaction. Uh, in football, Cation missed it another day, another big quarterback move. Uh, this one, the Colts trading Carson Wentz to the commanders. It's going to be difficult for me to come up with a... I was trying to kill time for you yeah. so you didn't have to address this right away. So the Colts trade Carson Wentz and a second-round pick in this year's draft, basically a swap of second-rounders, to Washington. Washington, the Colts receive, rather, the second-round pick and the second-round pick swap. And then two-thirds, one this year, one next year. The one next year could become a second-round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the plays for Washington. In addition... Washington will pay all of Carson Wentz's $28 million salary, $28.2 million cap number. Uh, no dead money left over. Colts now set to have the most cap space, over $70 million in the NFL entering free agency. They're expected to be in the mix now for Jimmy Garoppolo, that according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, what's great about having you here, Wes, not only because there's golf and college basketball tonight, but also, you're from you're from that area of the country. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Washington. I'm from Washington, D.C. kid. And let me just say, from my perspective, this is an utter joke. I cannot be more more clear in this. We joked on this show. <coughs> pardon me. 
getting her clump just thinking about it. We we <laughs> joked on this show, Kelly. Me and Matt were like, and I kept saying it under my breath. We have the tape. I'm like, Washington's going to end up with Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. Washington's going to end up with Carson Wentz, and it's going to kill me. And not only did they end up with him, but literally after, if you believe reports, they went after, they went strong after Russell Wilson. They were rebuffed. Either Russell Wilson didn't want to play there, the Seahawks didn't want to play him in co- trade him in conference, whatever you believe. And Washington ends up with who I would characterize as the guy I would have wanted least of the whole bunch. A guy who threw 10 touchdown passes in the last eight games of the Colts season. And from at least outside looking in, I'm curious what you would say on this, Wes. To me, the reason why the Colts didn't get to the playoffs and maybe deep into the playoffs, they lost their last two games. A team, uh, Carson Wentz with Jonathan Taylor behind him, Mm -hmm. with Quentin Nelson in front of him, couldn't have been set up better. Nice little group of uh, receivers as well. Uh, Pittman had a great little uh, sort of under-the-radar season for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton contributed as well. I, I just This drives me crazy that Washington traded as much as they did for a guy that it just reeks of desperation. And in the end, if Carson Wentz doesn't have a good season, he'll never be a starter in the league again. That's who Washington traded for. And that drives me crazy. I have no expectation for this football team whatsoever. And I'm already thinking to myself, Wes, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud's going to look good in burgundy and gold next year, the right. year after. Right. Uh, and and from the Indianapolis side, obviously part of this was money because now with not only Carson Wentz being traded and Washington taking on the entirety of the contract, plus uh, tight end Jack Doyle did retire yesterday, so that clears him off the cap. The Indianapolis Colts right now need the National Football League in cap space, $69 million. And they look, they have a lot of needs. Obviously, you need a quarterback. You are going to need a left tackle. It doesn't look like Eric Fisher is going to resign. You're going to need an edge rusher. You're going to need some help at corner. You're going to need some help at receiver. So Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard got $69 million to spend. We shall see what they do. The rumors, at least in Indianapolis, obviously the first guy you think of is that Jimmy Garoppolo could perhaps be traded. You're going to have to have a trade, though. It is not a free agent situation with Jimmy G. He just, I believe, had shoulder surgery. I believe it was yesterday or two days ago. So they think that he's going to be ready, but obviously he would be a guy you would think would be on the move. We'll see what the Colts do in terms of a trade, but another option that could be maybe less of a cap strain if they want to go that route. Uh, one Mitchell Trubisky is out there, and the Giants, look, have obvious interest in him because Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator with him in Buffalo, and I'm just looking at it from a Colts perspective. I'm like, what I, I kind of know who Jimmy G is. Yeah. Would I maybe rather have Mitch Trubisky and think, okay, this guy could be better with the second chance? Because I'm not with the chorus or the cacophony in the Chicago media that said, hey, this guy was total, t- totally terrible. You yeah. know, I think a lot of that was him and Matt Nagy just never fit. It was a square peg in a round hole, basically, there in Chicago. So I'd be willing to see Mitch a second time as a starter. Now, do I want him for my hometown team? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yet. Well, just to piggyback that I, as a guy who grew up loving the Washington football team, I would have preferred Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred Marcus Mariota. Right. I would, I would have preferred ready for this one. Taylor Heineke. Totally. Really? Yes. Yes. I've been hearing a split on that amongst the uh, the DC Twitter machine today. If they would have preferred Heineke or uh, Carson Wentz, but obviously they don't like the deal necessarily for Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's necessarily him, but it's been very split from what I've observed. Well, count me on the Heineke side, and and there's a little part of me that's still hoping. I'm like, please let Heineke 
get the job somehow. Like I'm just, I, I really, I just can't believe that. I, I can believe it because it's that franchise, and that franchise can do no right, quite frankly. But it's just, uh, boy, when I saw that, I was doing the tennis podcast with Drew Dinsick and Dan Weston today, and it came on the screen towards the end of the tennis podcast, and literally I stopped. I'm like, oh, Drew. Because Dan doesn't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> I said, Drew, Washington just traded for Carson Wentz. And I had to explain to Dan. I was like, Dan, uh, l- let's put it this way. Imagine a soccer player who was once yeah. great. Dan, who's from England. Who's right? from England, yeah. yes. Imagine a soccer player who was once great, then got hurt, and is a shell of his former self. And the team I like traded a lot for him. <laughs> and then he understood the absurdity goes, of the situation. He's like, oh, Mike, that sounds awesome. awful. <laughs> That's a terrible accent, by the way. It doesn't sound a thing like that. But it's just, uh, it's brutal. By the way, the betting market spoke. Washington went from 60 to 1 to 75 to 1. So there you go. Yeah, yeah that was that was at least one shop. It basically yeah. didn't change at all, but they somehow got longer over a win bet, I believe. It wasn't it was. exactly it was 60 like. 60 to 75. Wasn't exactly like Denver, I said yesterday on the Lombardi line. I said, you know what? Maybe this is time to buy on the dip at 25 to one. I didn't think the dip would only last an hour with the acquisition of Russell Wilson because it was already kind of priced in that they were going to get a starting quarterback. I just did not think it was going to be Wilson. Looks like Xavier's, if you, if you believe a loss here is going to burst their bubble, well, the bubble's about to burst. Yeah, it is. Uh, Butler's going to get the overtime win. Uh, Butler, a tough season, a lot of injuries. Laval Jordan, the coach there, rumored to be perhaps on the hot seat, but 21.1 left to go in Madison Square Garden, 87-78, to 78, Butler with the lead. Yeah, and Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, leading uh, Northwestern by double digits. Nebraska determined to get to the big dance, apparently. They're never losing again, Wes. <laughs> They're just on a rant. Ever since Trev Alberts gave that vote of confidence to Fred Hoiberg, they've looked pretty good. Oh, one more thing. Baseball canceled another two series. April 14th now, earliest start time for the Major League Baseball season. We should point that out. Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave. We'll talk some college basketball next, and then, uh, yeah, I got more to say about Carson Wentz. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown tonight. Kelly Bidlin. Uh, here's a gentleman who's not old enough to have a Heineken. From Three Man Weave, it's Kai McKeon. How you doing, Kai? <laughs> I'm good, Gil. Good to see you. Good to see you again, man. Um, man, let's get straight to it. Let's do the picks first, and then we'll talk about All other right. things. Since we talked about other things this morning, let's go to the whack. Kelly, is our own Ben Wilson on the call for this one? Probably. All I right. assume he's on the call for all of them. Okay. You yeah. like a little Cal Baptist tonight. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's just too many points. Uh, there's there's value on the number, I think. Uh, Taron Armstrong for Cal Baptist, if you haven't watched him, he's a guy that's going to be in the NBA uh, maybe next year. Uh, terrific talent, freshman from Australia. His brother's in the team, too. But they only won by one yesterday. Um, they were up by a lot. I don't put a lot of stock into that. And Sam Houston really just has one player, Savion Flag. He's the guy I need to stop. I think Cal Bab comes out with a good uh, game plan for him. I like him at plus three and a half. 
And Gil, this is another one of those situations. Uh, Kai playing at full game, maybe also first half because Cal Baptist, of course, uh, close shave last night, as he mentioned, one point win, but that's a team maybe you look at at the first half because Sam Houston State, the quote unquote rested team, well, they might be the rusted team because I often think that you see a team play well in the first half, at least because the adrenaline, I think, carries over to the next night. You going to any of these games in town, or you prefer to watch them at? at your... uh, I'm probably going to be going Saturday, maybe to a championship game or two, mm-hmm. but I have not been able to make it out as of yet. But yeah, with so many games going on, I kind of like to watch them all at once. All right, let's go to the uh, to the Southwestern Athletic Conference Prairie View A and M. Yeah, I like him uh, plus one here. So Prairie View is basically the preseason favorites in this conference, or or close to it. Ended up finishing eighth. I tend to think that uh, the preseason favorites played better in the conference tournament. If they underachieved during the year that that that's already shown through this season with Wright state with Georgia state winning their respective conferences. Uh, it's also mentor versus mentee. The head coach for Alcorn state was a former assistant for Prairie views uh, head coach just last year. So I like Prairie view here. Plus one. This is one I actually landed on uh, as well. I talked it over a couple people I respect. So I am also on Prairie view A and M. Thank you for pronouncing all corn state correctly as well, Kai. We appreciate that. Of course. Of course. Back yes. to the whack. What do you like here later tonight? Yeah, I talked about it this morning as well, but Utah Valley uh, plus three uh, is, is a big, big edge for me. Um, huge size advantage for Utah Valley st- for starters. Um, and then the, the, the next part, Trey Woodbury for Utah Valley, their leading scorer last year, their best ball handler. He's missed the entire season except for last game. Uh, came off the bench out of nowhere. Apparently burned a red shirt with him back in the lineup. It takes care of two huge weaknesses for Utah Valley scoring and ball handling that negates Abilene Christian's advantage. So I like Utah Valley here a lot. Yeah. Woodbury, you certainly think is going to help here. Abilene Christian plays that denial defense. So uh, how many minutes he gets? I'm not sure. I thought that this was Mm -hmm. a a toss up game, but I don't necessarily disagree with Kai here. All right. Let me, we, we have screens on here in the studio, Kai. And one of which is Big Ten game between Nebraska and Northwestern. Yep. And I, I get it. Northwestern's favored by, you know, three and a half of this game. But Nebraska is doing its thing again. They're up double digits. They're up 12 on Northwestern with, uh, you know, a lot of basketball to be played. Less than 16 minutes. A little less than 16 minutes uh, left in this ball game. But Nebraska obviously now on a run, as, as Wes was saying, as soon as Trev Alberts gave the sort of vote of confidence to Fred Hoiberg, um, mm-hmm. we're looking at a win at Penn State by 23, by the way, win at Ohio State, most famously, uh, by eight. And then uh, that one win, uh, that one point win over Wisconsin, also on the road. And here they are now looking great, a 15-point lead. I think this might be their biggest lead of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think, right? <laughs> I don't see it happening, no. Uh, it's not super surprising to do it in this Northwestern. They, they have, and I got the game on right over my shoulder, too, but... Uh, Nebraska has incredible guard talent. The pedigree on the McGowan's brothers and Alonzo verge is great. Talent wise. They've never lacked the entire season. Um, they just haven't put it together. And I'm not a huge Fred Koiberg guy. He hasn't really overachieved ever at Nebraska. Um, 
I don't think they can win the Big Ten tournament. I'll, I'll put it like that. Long way to go, that's for sure. Winner yeah. of this game, by the way, would get Iowa tomorrow, the number yeah. five seed yeah. in the uh, second game on Thursday in Indianapolis. And speaking of Indianapolis, final scorer in Madison Square Garden, Butler, 89-82, knocks out Xavier, at least in the Big East tournament. We'll see if it's going to be knocking them out of the NCAA tournament. If you look, 18-13 and 13 overall, 5-9 and nine against what they call the quad one wins. But Xavier, if you look at that profile I don't see it Kai uh, how about you do you think that they stick in the field of 68 they're in trouble and if you saw how that game ended in regulation uh, Paul Scruggs Xavier's best player fouled intentionally when they were up two he did not know the score he thought oh. they were up three mm-hmm. fouled intentionally went to overtime and then Butler just took it from there yeah but I'm the worried way- about Xavier on so oh sorry go ahead well I was gonna say by the way another note on that sorry to interject Paul Scruggs an Indianapolis oh, born kid so against their Indianapolis team uh Paul Scruggs uh just not knowing the time and situation oh, ends up costing them the game and maybe there's rough. and maybe their chance to get to the big dance wow yeah there's yeah. one auto bid determined tonight I know we talked about this morning but for the uh, primetime crowd mm-hmm. it is of course the uh, Patriot League championship Colgate and Navy after a night where we had six auto bids, uh, Gonzaga being one of the six, but five really auto bids determined last night. Uh, Colgate here, what do you like? I like Navy with the number, plus seven. Uh, it's actually come up, um, so I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't think anyone's out for Navy. Um, but you're talking about the best defensive team in the in the conference in, in Navy. They're physical. Uh, they also just played on this floor just a couple weeks ago. So they're not – I don't think the home court advantage is going to be very big. I don't think it is anyways in conference tournaments in general. Um, so I like Navy plus seven here. I think Colgate wins, and I hope they win because I want them in the NCAA tournament. Kai, uh, Navy's a team, Eddie DeShellis. Uh, they like to slow it down a little bit more. I think Colgate with a little more offensive firepower. But just kind of by default, not for a specific game or anything, but just by default, when you get in these conference tournaments, do you tend, especially when you get two, three games in a row, to kind of side with these teams that like to late make it a little bit more rock fightish, if you will, like a Virginia Tech that's currently in action right now or Virginia who will play later tonight? Yeah, unless there's just a – extreme wide gap on offense. Like you see with South Dakota state in their conference, I tend to lean towards the defensive team in these conferences, which usually is a team that slows it down. So yeah, the team that can make it ugly, um, muck it up last year, app state comes to mind this year, Georgia state comes to mind. The Sun Belt is a good example of this pretty much year in year out. We heard a lot after Saturday, Duke losing and losing badly to their arch rival, Carolina Tar Heels and coach K's last game at Cameron indoor. We heard a lot of folks afterwards saying, Oh, best thing that could possibly happen to Duke was getting beat like that. Coach K was angry after the game, told everybody to be quiet. Uh, it was unacceptable. <laughs> do you subscribe to them needing that kind of kick in the butt? Or do you, I mean, do you read into that at all? No, I don't subscribe to any of Coach K's antics, like locking his players out of the locker room, taking their practice jerseys away that say Duke. No, I don't believe in any of those antics. Uh, you want to win every game. I know people say, oh, God, they got, got the loss out of the way. I'd rather win every game, especially my last game in Cameron Indoor. So I don't know if it helps Duke in the long run. I do like their chances in the ACC tournament. Coach K actually has a good track record there. Um, but no, well, that that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and Kai, uh, you'll play the role of Coach Knight in that situation because he's always said that, that that's ridiculous. When Al McGuire, <laughs> and they were very good friends when Al McGuire was a coach in Marquette, he's like, I think it's good that you lose a game because it refocuses you. And Coach Knight basically said he was uh, full of horse pucky. <laughs> <laughs> horse what? 
What? Horse Bucky. <laughs> uh, Horse Manure, whatever you want to call it. Don't look now, Kai, but Mizzou's up on Ole Miss by 12. Uh, I can't believe it. I really can't. SEC tournament. By the Kai way, saw this coming, of course. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> They're all from Mizzou, these kids. So uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. speaking of the, of the uh, SEC tournament, um, or even beyond, let's go beyond... Do you make it? Would you take a flyer? Let's let's take Auburn and Kentucky off the board for a second. Are you interested in a flyer to win it all on Arkansas or Tennessee? Uh, not Arkansas. Actually, LSU was hmm. the flyer I was looking at. Arkansas has got some injury issues. Um, I think Audis Tony is out for the tournament, uh, at least the SEC tournament. And I think they have one other guy banged up, so not fully healthy. They get LSU in that first game for them. Now, once you get past that, you have to go through Auburn. That's a little bit tougher for LSU. Tennessee, on the other hand, has to go through Kentucky. Not really sure I like their chances. I want to avoid that side of the bracket in general. Auburn's probably the sure bet, but I think LSU is worth the flyer because of the Arkansas injuries. And I'm not scared about Mizzou, who's about to play them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Do you, who's your? Uh, do, you, do you subscribe to any of the SEC teams? You know what? Uh, LSU would probably be if I went for the, with a long shot, but really, I can't get outside that top four at least for this SEC tournament. All right, Kai. Enjoy the rest of the night. Hope your uh, Tigers get there, get to the uh, promised land in this game at least, if not beyond. We appreciate it, man. Double duty today. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Kai McKeon at three MW underscore CBB for all the three man weave guys. Who, uh, it's their time of year. It's your time of year. What a great time of year. Golf, de facto fifth major. Tennis, de facto fifth major. Conference tournaments, selection Sunday on Sunday. And, of course, the big dance itself next week. We'll come back more on the Carson Wentz to Washington deal. Also ask what Wes thinks about Russell Wilson and that trade to the Broncos. That's next. We'll look at all the odds right here at Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April the 5th for only 19 United States dollars. That's at VSIN.com slash madness. Skill Wes and Kelly tonight. Uh, Kelly literally just said to me, <clears throat> I can say this out loud, right? He's like, you okay, Gil? You, you see, is it the Carson Wentz thing? I'm like, yes. Just wanted to make sure everything was good with my with my guy, man. Yeah, man. He seemed a little down. I was like, is it, is he really just bummed out because Carson? Yeah, he's just it's bummed just, out. Just such a downer, man. It like, is really tough. that it is tough. And we were like, uh, I mean, you you said it. We can back it up. We all said it on the on, on this it. show. But you, we've said this for two months now, probably, yep. and it's been this like sad, depressing joke because we knew there was a really good chance of it actually happening. I think I jinxed Nebraska, by the way, Wes. I, Nebraska I up one. They are on a run. And yeah. by the way, for that uh, that special package that you promoted yes. for the break, we do not accept rubles. So we, <laughs> we do, do only not. accept American That's dollars. Correct. Yes. It's a bit of an exchange thing we do yes. on this show. Uh, we should get our picks in here 
Kelly, and, and any that you need to get in as well, Wes. But Kelly, let's start with your NBA plays. Yeah, I got two NBA bets tonight. The first one I would probably not uh, tail along at this point if you're uh, watching at home. I, you know, we, we we talk often on here on this show, Gil, about the the beat writers so often helping us, mm-hmm. and occasionally you get burnt by them. So yeah, I got burnt today. I t- I late, I'm late for the Heat. I know you're shocked. Uh, he, you never bet that team. <laughs> heat hosting the Suns tonight. Uh, they're laying like three and a half, four now. Uh, I laid the four, but this is when I read a report from a beat writer down there that I, I, I trust. Uh, and, and he's maybe not wrong, but that Jimmy Butler was dealing with a sinus infection and he thought there, there was no way that he would be missing the game tonight. He's missing the game tonight. So late scratch for Jimmy Butler. He will be out. Uh, so take that into account if you are betting. I, I would still be leading the heat, Heat's way with the Suns go, coming off a of back-to-back playing in Orlando last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but So I've got that one early. I did lay six and a half with the Nuggets later tonight. This is uh, a Kings team who DeMontis Sabonis got suspended for this game tonight. And it, the, the Nuggets, don't get me wrong, they have a huge matchup tomorrow night with, with the Warriors. So if you're in to spots, and you know we're big spots. into spots on this show. We love to, spots. So look ahead, spots. So be careful. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very squeamish now about saying spots <laughs> after I saw how Matt Brown <laughs> felt about it on this program. So now I say situation. But I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm laying six and a half still, and I did. I also played small. I, sh- I should put it in there. Po- it points and rebounds over for uh, uh, for um, uh, Nikola Jokic too, because this team we're talking about a Kings team that's going to roll out that doesn't have Sabonis, doesn't have Rishon Home in there. They're rolling out Trey Lyles and Damian Jones as their their tallest big men. I think that Jokic should be able to feast inside tonight. So I think this is a great matchup for the Nuggets. Uh, like laying six and a half on the road with them tonight. Late night, 10-10 Eastern. One other note on your son's heat play, by the way, Devin Booker, probable out of quarantine. He is not in the official starting lineup, though, so you probably got to think that he's on a minutes restriction. I know that's how the market kind of reacted a little bit to that, and plus the fact that Jimmy Butler is not going to go for Miami tonight. But maybe a little bit of an overreaction. I'm not betting it, but I would certainly lean Kelly's side on the heat. If uh, Nikola Jokic puts together another obscene triple-double tonight, like oh, three obscene, you know, when he does it, it's not the 12, 11, 10 variety, right? It's right. just monster numbers. If he does that again tonight for a third consecutive night, are we, are we prepared to say that it's no longer a two-headed monster for MVP and that he's actually the guy in the driver's I seat? I mean, I hope so. I hope so because I've got a bet on him, right? Yeah. But I, I still think it's a, I think it's a two, still a two-head race. Gil, I'm telling you, what he's done these past few games, oh. he's got a better matchup tonight yes. than he's had in any of those games. It's not even close. The, the only thing is if they blow them out, then he has to. That's see, the right. only problem. So that's where I went. I bet I bet the game number, and I bet very small on it over his points and rebounds because exactly of what Gil just said. If this ends up being a blowout, my six-and-a-half covers I win either way. But if Jokic goes to the bench, with a whole quarter left, it might not work out very well for me. Let's throw up the uh, the Carson Wentz. Let's throw up the uh, Colts rather and the uh, Washington Football Team's shifting odds after today's trade with Carson Wentz. In case you missed it, headed over to Washington. Oh, goody for Washington! Uh, and uh, you'll see that the Colts went marginally shorter in most spots, division, conference, and Super Bowl, just by the subtraction of Carson Wentz. Mind you, they didn't replace Carson Wentz. No. Just by the subtraction of Carson Wentz. No, if the season started tomorrow, Sam Ellinger would be your starting quarterback in Indianapolis. And Washington, with the acquisition of Carson Wentz, well, they're longer in everything. From 4-1 to to 5-1 to to win the division. 
from 20 to 1 to 25 to 1 to win the conference and 40 to 1 to 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Betting markets are the truth serum of that trade. Those numbers per DraftKings. About yesterday, because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers news went down first. Uh, he will be with the Packers, although he said the terms that were reported were not true. But then the bigger thing mm-hmm. that happened about 90 minutes later, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and that blockbuster trade, which sent Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for a package that included two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. Broncos also got a fourth rounder in the uh, in the swap. And my question to you, Wes, is, you know, because Kelly and I had this experience when we, on the news yesterday. Mine was I immediately bet Russell Wilson for MVP, got him at 25 to 1. I like that bet. But then here's the one I hate myself for. Before I left, I had this stupid thought in my head. I'm like, oh, boy, the Broncos are 17 to 1. Mm-hmm. It's a little off market. So I probably should take a little of that. And right. so I made that bet, and I instantly hated myself for making it. Do you, do you find them to be a playoff team a, or a serious contending playoff I team? I think they're at least a playoff team at the bare minimum. But let's keep in mind they are in the best division in all of the National Football League, uh, Kansas City. I think that they're still going to be at least around for a while, not necessarily going to be the top team in the AFC, but you got to think that they're not going to all of a sudden nosedive when they got that guy playing quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. And of course, Andy Reid, a Super Bowl winning coach, got to like the Chargers a little bit with Justin Herbert developing, you know, as he goes along and getting better as he gets more experience. The Las Vegas Raiders, I don't want to necessarily ignore the Raiders because I know some people are down and look, they're now the biggest underdog in the division. But, you know, let's see what Derek Carr can do with Josh McDaniels. And let's see, first of all, if Derek is going to be here, I would think that he is, that, you know, him and Josh McDaniels are going to try to work through this. And Josh McDaniels, whatever you think of him, whether you love him or you hate him, a lot of people in my hometown of Indianapolis don't like him for obvious reasons, uh, uh, reneging on that offer to take the Colts job. But he is a good offensive mind. And I think you got to give that a little bit of a chance. I I think the Raiders absolutely should be the long shot in the division, though, because, you know, they did kind of play above their skis and got some breaks down the stretch and the right teams lost. And, you know, credit to them for going to Indianapolis and winning in uh, week 17. But. Yeah, this is this is the bear of a division. I mean, nobody is bad in this division at all. It's unbelievable. I mean, Russell Wilson goes from the best division in the NFC to the best division in the AFC. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. And if you're if you what what do you tell a Seahawks fan today? What do you say to them? Do you say, Hey, um, look, you didn't have a first round draft pick because of that Jamal Adams trade. Right. You weren't going anywhere. This had to be done. Um or, or do you say, or, or is it, or is it as simple as Pete Carroll? And I brought this up this morning, saying, you know, when we won that Super Bowl, by the way, they underachieved. They should have had two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, when we won that, it was a great defense with a great running game because I always want to establish the run. And our quarterback was on a rookie deal, and he threw very few passes a game, but roughly twenty-five. We got to get back to that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's a consolation for Mina Kynes and all the other no. Seahawks fans out there. Uh, she's uh, very much in mourning with no Russell Wilson. But look, uh, they, Russell Wilson, what you saw last year, he could play well. Once he came back from that injury, he came back too soon, I think. And, you know, they eventually got eliminated and played their way out of playoff contention. But the last three games kind of looked a little bit like the old Russell Wilson. So that's why I think there's optimism in Denver. 
for Seattle. They were kind of damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Uh, I was a little bit surprised. I thought maybe the band was going to break up at the end of the season. Pete Carroll is now north of 70 years old. So I thought, okay, is this it for Pete? And he goes and does some television or something. He's been with John Schneider, the GM up there in Seattle now for 13 years. So, you know, if you're da- if you're Seattle, I think, you just didn't have the talent around Russell Wilson. If you want to lock him up, it's like, okay, who's going to block for him? Who's going to run the ball? You know, the Legion of Boom era has long been over. By the way, Bobby Wagner got released yesterday. They're their longtime pillars. defensive yeah. captain. So now day. nobody left on that roster from that Super Bowl winning team for Seattle. Nobody, not a one. And, you know, and the other thing is, can Schneider, can you, can you count on him to make the right picks? And I think if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you're like, well, it's it's a long time since they were drafting the Chancellors and the Shermans of the mm-hmm. world. Like, his track record has fallen off a cliff since then. Drew Locke to win the MVP for those curious. 200 to 1. Shouldn't we put a, an extra zero on that? Thanks for including that. Is he going to beat out Geno Smith, though, for the starting <laughs> job? In yeah, we wanted to put the starter on there and what their MVP <laughs> That's of. What, really? 200 to 1? Got some tennis picks on the other side and JVT on the NBA next. Visa's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup in two free-to-play contests for your shot at a share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM. That's Just for Men. Now to join the action, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, Yes, in case you missed it before the break, Drew Locke, 200 to 1 to win the MVP. JVT wants to talk about that a lot. He was very interested in that bet. <laughs> Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, who is, I believe, at the Mountain West Conference today. So he's uh, pulling college basketball duty today. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that was at the Thomas Mack for earlier today for the first two of the first round matchups. Utah State beat the crap out of Air Force. Actually had a really sneaky good game between uh, New Mexico and Nevada, and I will be there all day tomorrow. Go quarterfinal is going to be freaking awesome. The conference uh, has a lot of teams that can win that thing, so it's going to be a great tournament to be a part of. I had the over in the Nevada game, and it won by a hook. Never yep. in doubt. Never in doubt. Oh, yeah. You got some it was mount- a fun game, man. You got some Mountain West plays today? Uh, nothing that I've bet yet in the Mountain West tournament, but I'm curious uh, of what I'm going to do maybe from a futures perspective because this is wide open. Of course, the big story, Wyoming and UNLV are going to be in that 4-5 game. I believe that's a second game in the afternoon tomorrow and might be a must-win for Wyoming if they want to keep their at-large bids uh, up for the NCAA tournament. But the Rebels put aside that game against New Mexico over the weekend have been playing very good basketball. Yeah. Wes, and to your point really quickly, you know, with Wyoming, it's funny how that's flipped, right? Because two weeks ago, it was San Diego State that was fighting for their lives in terms of the bubble, and it seemed the Wyoming is going to make their way in, but the Cowboys go stumbling down the stretch. San Diego State uh, is now considered to be, I think, the strongest team in the conference mm-hmm. out, of, out of nowhere, right? They're favored, or at least tied with Boise State to win this thing. So, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating tournament because not only do you have a lot of teams who can win it, but there are there is a team like Wyoming who is still fighting for their lives to make this a, a four-bid league, potentially. Wyoming, by the way, a one-point favorite tomorrow, so some of the early games are up tomorrow for uh, betting at DraftKings. 
JVT, let's go to your uh, your stomping grounds of the NBA. And uh, boy, what a, what a tremendous finish and postseason this ought to be. I want to say particularly in the Eastern Conference, but really just league wide. And I, I guess the uh, I want to just go to the knee jerk reactions of folks yesterday. Brooklyn wins by eleven. They beat Charlotte. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyrie is just phenomenal. Had fifty. Uh, that's it. They're back, right? We, it's, it's over. It's, uh, that's all we needed to see. They're back, right? Well, here's the thing, because we're, we're always going to remember the Charlotte game, right, and all that stuff. Keep in mind, Gil, that while they did lose that game to Boston the other day, the league's best defense since January 1st got 1.2 points per possession dropped on them in that game. Like, the Nets actually performed really well offensibly. It's just that Jason Tatum went insane and scored over 50 points, and they ended up winning that game and kind of running away with it, and depending on what number you got, they covered. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons, right? We got all excited for it. Hey, he's potentially going to be there for the Philly game, and he is, but he's going to be in street clothes on the bench. I don't know what they look like when they're fully together, but I do know this during the rest of the regular season, when they are on the road and there's not that many opportunities left on the schedule, they are going to be a dangerous and formidable team. That, that game against Charlotte the other day, you know, they opened up as like a two and a half, three point favorite in some spots. So the markets kind of, I think not really know what to do with this. I will say that on the road, they are going to look much more like the team that we kind of expected them to be with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together and two road games uh, have shown that so far. John, a couple of teams in the East I do want to ask you about one of them being in action, and I think that was actually one of your bets tonight. You took the Pistons plus six against the Bulls, by the way, 40-35, to 35, about good. halfway through the second quarter. And I want to ask you about the Bulls and the Cavs because they were up there near the top as you went into the All-Star break, and everybody was kind of predicting regression. Do you think that that's going to hold true, basically, for the next about 15 to 20 games or so? You know, I think for the Bulls, West, it's a little bit easier to say that, right? Because when you look at this current 0-5 straight up an ATS or a slide that they're on right now, it's because, like, all of the flaws that we see with this team have come to the surface. It's the fact that this is a team that is lacking their top two perimeter defenders in Lonzo Ball and Alice Caruso. And during this five-game losing streak, their defensive rating, I think, is like 119, 120, somewhere in that range. It's not very good. And so that's why what made DeMar DeRozan's run so incredible right before the All-Star break was – they were getting by like the hair, their chinny chin chin in those games. And he's dropping historical stat lines because their defense had been so bad. So I think when it comes to Chicago, yes, like th- this should stick until those two guys come back. And even when they do come back, how healthy are they? Yada, yada, yada. You know, all the things we do when we talk about guys, we're going to come back at some point. So I would say, yes, that regression sticks. As far as the Cavaliers go, I mean, there, there's got to be something coming right with all these injuries that they're suffering with Karis LeVert dealing with his foot issue. The fact that Jared Allen has this finger hand issue that is keeping him out. Uh, it's just at what point can you overcome? Because let's go big picture, guys. We're talking about if you go back to the beginning of the season, Colin Sexton, Ricky Rubio, right? Like Jared Allen, like there's so many injuries that this team has had to deal with that at some point they're going to come falling back to the pack. And that has started to happen because they were flirting with that seven seed before they beat Toronto last Sunday. So I would say yes, Wes, like for both of those teams, you know, uh, what is it? The Cinderella thing It struck midnight. They are turning back into pumpkins. We kind of realize it's a good story, but in terms of the legitimacy of being a championship contender, we know that those two didn't really have a chance at it. I know how much you like it when I put you on the spot, JVT, and say hypothetical line time. But uh, I'd like to do that right here because we've done it with Brooklyn because that's the more obvious one. Hey, Brooklyn, if they get out of the play-in, if they face Miami, if they face Philly, if they face Milwaukee, what would that line be? But I want to go to the Western Conference because it's starting to look, starting to. Let's say you know Draymond's supposed to come back next week for the Warriors. Let's say for the purposes mm-hmm. of the discussion, the Warriors do end up with the number two seed. You have a potential 3-6 between the Memphis Grizzlies, the young Grizzles, who come to play every regular season game, seemingly, 
And then the Nikola Jokic, I'm the best player in the world, led Denver Nuggets who are getting reinforcements. And so let's say they get one of those two reinforcements. Let's say it's Porter and Murray, not quite yet. What's that series price? What do you do with that? I mean, Memphis is going to be favored. I would say that they're probably like a $2 favorite, 250 in really? that range. I think so, mainly because like, even if Porter comes back, if like which Porter is it? Is it the Porter that the year before that was a really big part of coming off of the bench? Or excuse me, the year before last? Because last year, if you remember, he was not actually really good. He was yeah. pretty inefficient. You know, He had trouble with his jump shot and consistency on a night-to-night basis. So if it's just Porter in that situation, so now you're talking about Nikola Jokic still having to carry the husk of a bench that is the Denver Nuggets still at this point, I think the Grizzlies would still be about a $2 favorite or so in that series, given the fact that they have home court, given the uh, disadvantage that that bench would have, that Denver would have against uh, the really deep Memphis Grizzlies, a team that's what, 11-2 and two without John Morant speaks to how good they are in terms of their depth. So yeah, I think I'd probably say like $2, 250 John, I'll move back east here, and this was a team that you were kind of uh, uh, singing their praises here about two or three weeks ago, a couple weeks before the All-Star break, and that's the Boston Celtics. Right now they are in action in Buzz City against Charlotte, 41-39, about midway through the second quarter. Boston currently the five seed, just a half a game back of the Bulls for that four spot. Do you still think that there's value in this team uh, to win the Eastern Conference or long gone after the trade deadline? Yeah, I think it's long gone, Wes, because now we're talking in the range of like nine to one, eight fifty, like somewhere in that range, right? I think it might be nine fifty in some spots. I just this is a really good team, and I've bought more and more into them the more I watch them. And especially, by the way, it, you don't need Tatum to score 50-plus points. But if Jason Tatum is going to start to become like the guy, right, if he's going to really start to evolve his offensive game, he was super aggressive at attacking the basket, forcing things within four feet, within the painted area of the floor, changes everything. Derek White has been fantastic for them in terms of that addition. I think right now I'm going to double-check in terms of on-off statistics. Derek White already the second-best efficiency differential on the team at this point, and he just joined them. And it, now, okay, so now he's about third in terms of efficiency difference. But regardless, he's still a really good addition for them. Very good transition player. And I will say this in, in favor of Boston, even though I'm saying there's no value in the number, Wes. They have a winning record against Miami. They have historically played Philly well, though we haven't seen them with James Harden, how they match up. And they are very good against Milwaukee to match up very well with them, too. So it's not like they would get blown out of the water in any of these series. They could win any one of the series that are in front of them. It's just, can they string together two or three with a bench that outside of Derek White is somewhat limited offensively? And to me, I would want more like 10, 11, 12, 13 to one to really kind of buy into Boston in that range. Did we get your Mountain West picks in earlier, JVT? I think so. Well, I'm on Wyoming tomorrow. Uh, I bet Wyoming in terms of the game. I think it's a really good matchup. Hunter Maldonado and Graham Ike are, are really good players. Both of them like to work out of the low post. Maldonado is more of a ball handler, um, uh, Gil. But it's kind of faux revenge spot, faux desperate dog spot. But I really like the way Wyoming defended Bryce Hamilton last time they played. They were blitzing off the of screens. They were forcing him to get rid of the ball. He was 3 of 15 in that game. And Royce Ham's not going to hit a bunch of threes and save UNLV's bacon again. So I like Wyoming there. And I just bet Boise State to win the whole thing. I got him at plus 310. I like the bracket draw. They're going to get Nevada tomorrow, who won earlier today. They're going to get the winner of UNLV Wyoming, so they get to avoid a potential match with San Diego State until the championship round if the Aztecs make it that far. So those are the two things that I got going at so far, at least for tomorrow real quick last last 30 seconds mm-hmm. do, you, do you have a uh, to win it all college basketball future at, yet in pocket uh, I've got a couple I got Texas Tech at 45 to one I've got Arkansas at 55 to one uh, and I think those are oh, in Kansas I got a Kansas at like 14 to one that have been at the beginning of the year because I thought they're going to be great and ultimately uh, leaving a lot to be desired Kansas coming into the uh, tournament time 
Great time of year. JVT, we yep. appreciate it. Enjoy the uh, Mountain West Conference tomorrow. Tournament. Yes, I will. Good to talk to you guys. All right, JVT, me, uh, excuse me, at me, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. We say JVT, we, we never mention his name, Jonathan Von Tobel. Exactly. Uh, we say that. Man, man of many uh, monikers and names. That's here. right. At me, JVT, on the Twitter machine, our senior NBA analyst, also the co-host of The Edge right here on the network. We will come back uh, a little later on. We'll talk some golf, the TPC, uh, Players' Championship, golf's fifth major. Uh, We will do that here momentarily. And those tennis picks, which we promised you, we still got those tonight, coming back from the South Point, the majestic South Point, right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. 